You realize, of course, that we can never be friends. Why not? What I'm saying is, and this is not a come on in any way, shape, or form, is that men and women can't be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. That's not true. I have a number of men friends and there is no sex involved. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You only think you do. You're saying I'm having sex with these men without my knowledge? No, what I'm saying is they all want to have sex with you. They do not. Do too. They do not. Do too. How do you know? Because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him too. Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or are best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. We're back. We're back. Man, it's been an intense few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it has. That it has. You've had significant work at things and new city things. Yeah. Yeah, work's been intense. Biggest pitch in the world. I don't think I'm allowed to say what it was, though. But it was big. Yeah. And it's uh, it's your first foray into full-time work in a while. It must be said. Yeah. And yeah. what a what a foray. Plus plus all time high of life admin. Yeah. Finding a place to live and such Ugh. and travel for work. It's just it's been all consuming. Um but I've had this week to sort of catch up on life a little bit. But yeah. Here we are. Here we are. You're having wine, I'm having black instant coffee. Nothing says regional function center like a like a one kilogram container of Makona freeze-dried coffee. Makona, I don't know. It's, I th- I'd say Blend 43 would be the all-time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Makona, is, it's like it's like pres- premium regional, like orange or something. You just need a, an Arnott's assortment oh, with yeah. all the Kingston's gone. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just a Scotch finger or two, or two left. Carol, back, yeah. Carol bought... Did an online shop and bought me. I don't mind. You know, we've discussed this. We both don't mind a bit of cheeky freeze-dried uh, coffee on hand. Um, Why not? And, uh, yeah, she bought, you know, the, the, the pitfalls of, of online grocery shopping. We're all aware. Um, so she bought, I, I think it's, 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 yeah, it's a kilo or liter or whatever you call it, um, <laughs> which, is, which is a decent size. It's, it's significantly bigger than my head. Nice. That's what you want. Well, I mean, do you? That's when you know you've got a good deal. I don't need it. It's going to go off. There's no way I will get through that before. And I keep pouring. Does bigger. it go off? I thought it lasts yeah, forever. Yeah, it, it kind of congeals. Uh, but it, it's, it's, you know, my, my sense of size is way off. I keep pouring more of it into, <laughs> the, into the cup than I need or should. And now it's like a Turkish coffee. It's very strong. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I do that with Insti too. I, um, I always just put a little extra in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's not Milo, Greg. Yes. Hey, listen, mm. before we get into it, just a quick shout out to the mighty Hammers, West Ham United, who just knocked out Leon in the quarterfinals of the Europa League Cup there in Europe. It's a, it's a big moment for Hammers fans like myself. Uh, we haven't been this far in a tournament of this 
elk yes, in like since like the seventies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Have they had a new Ted Lasso style coach come in and shake things up? They have. I don't know if he's Ted Lasso style, but he's um, he's David Moyes. He's Scottish. Uh, he's a frugal yet effective coach, and he's just done wonderful things. Two years ago, we were like in a relegation battle, and now we're, you know, playing in European tournaments and things that you know. As a Hammers fan, I'm not used to. It's exciting times. It's good. Amazing. You're flying. You're flying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, then we're not here to talk about that, are we? We're here to talk about quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we're still, of course, uh, we're probably, what, midway through our New York miniseries, which has been artificially extended by my absence. Um, we've thrown a mm. few repeat episodes in there, like Ghost. I always oh. like to republish the Ghost episode because I feel it's undervalued. Yeah. Um, it's also in New York something too. else. Something else. Yeah, yeah, I've been choosing New York ones, New Yorkies, yeah. to keep the theme going. Yeah. But this week, of I course, like it. it is... When Harry Met Sally. Mm. Is this officially our first rom-com aside from Time Cop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good question. No, surely not. Oh, no. Uh, we've done like um, uh, fuck. <laughs> something about Mary. Ah, uh, yes. We've done a few like in that world, I think. Yeah. Maybe. This is our first, you know. This is. Rom-com. Rom-com. Real rom-com. It's Nora material. Nora Ephron. Yeah. It's it's the OG in many ways of the modern rom-com, mm. at least. Yeah. yeah. A lot of DNA in here. A lot of yeah. rich DNA. Mm. It's been exploited ever since. Oh, yeah. For many purposes. 1989, this one, Greg. 1989. Yeah. The, you know, one year. Um, the big hangover. Yeah. The, the hangover year, as we call it. That's right. Uh, post, <laughs> post, uh, post Expo, of course. Um, yeah. It, it was a cultural lull. Um, in many respects, as you would ex- as you would expect, like a laugh out loud, a lull, l u l l, like a you know a hangover, oh, a, a, lull. A, a come down, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lull. Yeah. You know, choose your choose your descriptor. Um, look, whilst that's the case, there was some things happening at the same time, and I thought mm-hmm. it would be fitting to reference the birth or the pilot episode of. Uh, a significant TV show, also set in New York. One Seinfeld. Oh, good one, man. Oh, there's a few linkages here. Well, not directly, but... There is, right? Yeah. There is. So if you haven't heard of Seinfeld, uh, a little, <laughs> little Greg's comedies. never watched it, of course. Yeah, of course. I've according never seen it, according to my wife. Um, <laughs> she knows me so well. Uh, aired on NBC on the July, on the July, the 5th in 89. Um, couple of fun facts about Seinfeld. Now there's probably, I reckon our audience, there'd, there'd be some Seinophiles uh, yeah. who would know this show much better than I do. But here's a couple of things that I didn't know. Did you know it nearly didn't mm. happen? Which is always the case, right? I knew that, I didn't know to what extent it didn't happen, but I, I know the 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 story of how you know it took a while to hit. That first season was a bit blare. Yeah, well, but the, did it the, really did it not nearly happen at all. Yeah, because the pilot um, they wanted a ninety. They asked for a ninety minute special. So obviously written by um, Seinfeld and and the great and powerful Larry David, who you probably know from Saturday Night Live. Um, yeah, <laughs> um, the NBC crew had basically said, "Ah, oh, we're not going to." 
we're not going to pick it up. Um, anyway, they ran they ran a test audience and it tanked. And then um, from there they had uh, they said, "Oh, let's just run it anyway. We've got it. Let's just run it." And um, the re- the reviews were really popular. And they're like, "Oh, that's pretty good. Why hadn't you ordered the whole first season?" And so uh, some executive, Rick Ludwin, we can thank Rick. Uh, on your Rick. Yeah, on your Rick. He convinced the guys. He's like, guys, uh, let's just order four episodes. Let's just get the four. And it was the small, smallest ever episode, um, like purchase, I guess, of, of a right. TV show ever, just the four episodes. Huh. And I think he chucked in some of the initial cash or offered to or something to that effect. So he had to really push for it. Well, they were like, oh, this show's not – it's not really something. Um, it's about nothing. Yeah, it's about nothing. And we know where it <laughs> went from there. Yeah. Have you watched the pilot recently? No. I, oh, maybe a couple of years ago I watched it. It was, it's, there's no Elaine, right? Elaine wasn't in it. Kramer was Kessler. Kessler, that's right. Yep. The waitress was like a more of a main character. Uh huh. Yeah, you're right. George was you, a really. bit more competent. I mean, I mean, it was one episode, so how do you really know? But apparently, like, Kramer's character was meant to be a lot more like he never leaves the building. Yeah, a like, bit more OCD. Yeah, but it obviously evolved from there organically. It's interesting, too, when you see uh, Larry David talk about it, too. It's pretty much what he wanted, what he wanted to do was pretty much Kerber enthusiasm, basically. Yeah. It yeah. seems like. So he finally got to make it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. He was George, right? But then, yeah, he, and he didn't want to do it because he wanted to keep writing. He didn't want to be, um, he didn't want to be on on camera so much. Yeah, and he didn't want laugh track and all that stuff. He wanted it to be like awkward. The, basically, what what it is? Yeah. 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 yeah, 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 that's yeah. great. Yeah, so good. And um, I mean, we're we're obviously gonna to use a local some local office slang. We're definitely gonna circle back on this one because there's definitely some. Interesting, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? There's not literal connections, but thematic uh, comedy styles, uh, dialogue connections. All all of the above and just the whole whole notion of, you know, this can guys and girls be friends, platonic friends? Mm. Um, That runs, that, you know, runs heavily through the veins of Seinfeld, obviously, with with Jerry and Elaine and and other little plot. Actually, even the pilot episode. Is the one where the girl's coming to stay with him, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, that chick liked me," and he, and they, you know, he he bounces off George and Kramer. Do you think she's here to like see me, see me, or just? And so he, Fuck, yeah, so Harry and Harry met Sally esque. Yeah, it's funny too because yeah. up until I was down to my down to the wire on my notes on this one, so I, I try not to do any pre reading when I watch these things that I am not as familiar with. So I didn't know what year it was exactly, but I wouldn't have guessed that they were the same year. I almost I would have thought that Seinfeld was maybe five years later or something. But it's yeah. fascinating that it was the same year and there's so many similarities. Yeah. Anyway, let's park that. We'll get into that more. Mm. Um, uh, oh hey, oh another thing about '89. Don't know if you knew, it was it was a big year for movies as well. It was a it, yeah. Contrary to my earlier statement, it was a massive year for movies. <laughs> no lull at the box office. Some lols, less lols. How were they making the movies if they were? Because you, you know, it would have been made in '88. Like, weren't they all at Expo? What they were, were they doing? They were all at Expo '88. They must have banked them early. Maybe they just got inspired by Expo 
got all the inspiration from Expo and then like threw a movie together in you know a couple. They of were weeks so inspired they could do it twice as fast. I mean that's how they I got to Indiana Jones and the Last yeah. Crusade. Uh-huh. Back to the Future Part Two. Look who's talking. Dead Poet Society, Lethal Weapon Two, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, The Little Mermaid, Ghostbusters Two, License to Kill. That's the top ten. Otherwise known as the year of um, Rick Moranis. Greco. Oh, I thought you were going to say Richard Greco. <laughs> oh no, wait! License to Kill—that's a Bond, isn't it? Yeah. What do you What's think? That if Richard looks Greco could kill? movie. Do you know the one? Yeah, I mean, looks yeah. Kill? I th- yeah. That's on my list. I didn't know if you knew that. <gasps> yeah, let's do Can it. We do that for soon. Sure. Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it was on stand back in Australia. And I always had it marked as like I would love to do that. It's so niche though that like you got to do that after a massive movie because um, yeah, no one's yeah, going to yeah. listen to it. It's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. But I loved that. I loved that movie. I'm sure it's <laughs> terrible, but I loved it. You can just picture, oh. can just picture him on the, bo- the front cover of him on the bonnet with the machine gun yeah. of this red sports car. A cool it's guy. It's funny that uh, I didn't realise it was Richard Graco until recently. I think I thought it was like... Um, Stamos? No, uh, old mate from um, Toy Soldiers. Sean Austin. Yeah, Sean, Sean Austin. Austin. Yeah, right. Sean Aston. Okay. Yeah. Aston. Anyway, big year for movies. Uh, like we've yeah. done quite a few from this year, but not for a while. The mm. likes of Kickboxer, Bill and Ted, Weekend at Boinies, Christmas Vacation. Um, but this week, coming in at number 16 back in 1989, was a little film called When Harry Met Sally. <laughs> Somebody who could make me be true, could make me be blue, or even be glad just to be sad, thinking of you. Came out in uh, July of 1989, budget of $16 million, gross of $92.8 million. And actually, just to, just to not gloss over that, I'm surprised it wasn't in top ten. It's definitely got more cultural significance than that number would Maybe in the US to it imply. Was. You, yeah, you're probably right, actually. If I just looked at domestic box office, it's probably right up there. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes, critic score of 91%, audience score of 89%. Uh, critic consensus, Rob Reiner's touching, funny film set a new standard for romantic comedies and he was ably abetted by the sharp interplay between Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. There you have it. That didn't say too much other than pretty good movie. Keeps you guessing. Yeah, it keeps you guessing. I'll just just circling back, Harry Met Sally was number eleven in the Domestically. US. Still didn't crack top ten. Interesting. Yeah. Just shy just shy of number ten, um, by by B's Dick, which was Back to the Future Part Two. Uh, and well ahead of uh Turner Hooch, Turner and Hooch in number twelve. Well, that's funny because, you know, Tom Hanks was up for this role and he thought it was too small or something. Was this movie a big one for you, Greg? Nah. <clears throat> no. 
same. No, nah. no, nah, man. Like, I did, this wasn't really my chosen chosen genre for a you know yeah, seven year old or whatever I was. I've, I reckon that'd be the same for you. And thinking of all the movies that came out that year, like right in terms the of Batman, action, Batman, <laughs> and Indiana Jones, like this was this was in existence. I remember obviously. The there was a lot of hype around the the cat scene, so I remember seeing yeah. that and going, oh, "What's happening there? Why is she yelling so much? What is this lady disturbing the other diners?" It's funny you say that because my that's probably because I'm the same. I, I've caught it over the years, but in terms of at the time, it wasn't even on my radar. And um, and when I say I caught it over the years, I mean like on TV in in pieces. I've never sat down beginning to end and watched it with my full attention. But one one memory I do have of this, which I didn't even know was a reference to this at the time, was a classic Australian commercial, which side note, I'm yeah. noticing that there's like a genre of Australian television commercials that are rip-offs of films. Oh, really? Because the Uncle Buck one. Remember we, we, the, uh, the Uncle Buck episode? The, the Fast Talk? It was an ad, yeah, the Fast Talk questions. Yeah, the for, questions. Um, what was it Heinz for again? Baked Beans. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm a kid, that's my job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. one, the same for, for Kellogg's Just Right, a cereal that has all kinds of shit in it, just the right amount of all that stuff, apparently. Uh, not too heavy, they not likened too light. the satisfaction of that to 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 the performance of one Meg Ryan in Katz's Deli. Um, I'll play it quickly. Yeah, I know what I'd like. I'd like a whole grain cereal, but nothing too heavy. Uh-huh. Or light, just a nice blend of grains. But it has to be low fat. Uh-huh. With some fruit in it. Not a whole orchard, just a sprinkling of sultanas, apricots, and a little honey. I think we can manage that. Thanks. It's the wholesome, truly satisfying taste of wheat, oats, and rye that makes it... Just right. Mmm. Mmm. I'll have what she's having. Not too heavy, not too light. It's Kellogg's Just Right. Right? I didn't know what that was for the longest time. I'll have Um, what she's having. Yeah. So that's literally the extent of my... Yeah, early 90s recollection a, I'm of so glad film. you you recalled that because I I did not, and uh, that that ad is iconic here in Australia to say the least. It is back in the day when we had like four channels, and you know you'd see yeah. it. when you saw an ad when you put an ad out, it was immediately it made cultural impact. <laughs> yeah, you put that ad in. Hey, hey, it's Saturday. It's getting seen by it's a family. It's getting seen, man. It's getting some water cooler talk. Oh yeah. Um, what about rom-coms in general? Oh, let me let me break this down because I think there's a few ingredients here. While the film itself wasn't big for us, what about rom-coms in general, Greg? How's your journey on rom-coms been? This is new territory for us. Yeah, look, I think in all honesty, it was pretty light touch <clears throat> as a kid. You know, occasionally yeah. my sister would bring something home yeah. um, that I'd be forced to watch because that was, you know, whoever picked the movie, that was it. Mm. Um but generally speaking, not until I think, you know, the knocked ups, the forty year old virgin, the the Judd Adapau yeah, yeah. work where he seemed to fuse in a few elements that was more appealing to a male demographic. Yeah. Well you do like Notting jokes. Hill. Notting you're a Notting Hillman. Oh yeah, sorry. That's probably my OG. Yeah, that'd be my OG. That'd be the one. I've um I've recently great film, right? <laughs> I'm not a fan, but we'll do that soon. <laughs> I am. Um, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> what was I going to say? I've recently enjoyed watching rom-coms with Ara, the wife of the show, um, and almost watching it on a similar level to 
some of the Jean-Claude Van Damme films and like just watching for the tropes and enjoying how they bend to them and fit them and, you know, Mm. play by the rules or maybe subvert them. Like what? Um, Anything really. What what song we watch? Well, then there's also like the movie They Came Together, which I think I've seen you clips of before, but I don't know if you've watched, which is the same guy that did um, Wet Hot American Summer. Okay. And it's just a parody of, of all these kinds of movies. That, that's the where the scene is from where they uh, – it's Paul Rudd and Amy Poehler and they're telling the story of how they met very when, when Harry met Sally-esque. Well, it's kind of a corny romantic comedy kind of story. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. That is true. Really? How so? Well, Joel's kind of a typical romantic comedy leading man, you know. He's handsome but in a non-threatening way. Yeah, I could see that. Vaguely but not overtly Jewish. You're right. He's just Jewish enough. And Molly is the kind of cute, klutzy girl that sometimes will drive you a little bit crazy, but you can't help but fall in love with her. <laughs> Guilty. Okay, okay, okay. So we have our main characters. Not quite. There was another character that was just as important as the two of us. Mm-hmm. New York City. Ah. Mm. So New York City is like another character. Yeah. Very good. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, maybe it's because of that movie actually that I've now embraced watching any kind of rom-com just to enjoy the tropes almost. The tropes. Not to say that that's the only value they have. Some are really good like this one. And, I, yeah, so I don't, I'm not shitting on rom-coms. Um, but, you know, there was like the, the McConaughey era I enjoy all oh, of those because they're, they're Failure terrible. to launch? Yeah, they're so bad. Failure they're to so launch. Bad. <laughs> Carol oh. made me – not Carol made me. She was watching and I was present. Um, some more recent one with Nina Dobrov. Nina Dobrov? What's her name? Oh, the Christmas one? Yeah. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that. Oh. It, that one's not so good. But, but this, is, okay, no. this, is why, this is why it works for me now as a genre – where I'm at in life, it's a bit like action movies where if it's legitimately good, then it's legitimately good. And then if it's bad, it's still enjoyable to watch okay. um, through the tropey lens and, you know. Mm. Yeah. I need so, to come at that come at that angle. Yeah, yeah, I think you do. It, Carol it, it, it would appreciate unlocks, that. Yeah, you can watch it on two different levels, yeah. <laughs> but the problem is I think I've tried that but I, I just tease the movie out loud Oh, yeah. And then I ruin it for Carol and she gets the shits and then I get in trouble. <laughs> Isn't that what she does in Van Damme movies though? Touché. Touché. Yeah. Marriage is about give and take, you know? Yeah. Where were you on that one? I could have used you for some coach counseling. <laughs> Speaking of Seinfeld, you know he had a short-lived show called The Marriage Ref? I did not know that. Yeah, it didn't last. He was ba- it was basically that married couples would come on and explain like the silly thing they're arguing about and he would be like the neutral third party. Ah, oh, like a judge Judy. <laughs> yeah, basically. I like it. Um what about what about Billy Crystal? Were you a Billy Crystal man? No, not massively. Um yeah, same. Look, he wasn't that big in Australia, was he? Not really. I think City Slickers was like well, maybe it's our age. Yeah, that too, was but kind of it. I've always been aware of him. I bet maybe just as much for Simpsons references and the, you know, that delightful Billy Crystal Oscar's yeah. host joke. Um, like City Slickers is his main entry point into my consciousness and I love that yeah. movie as we've discussed. But mm. outside of that, I've, I haven't – he's not one of my guys. I respect him and everything but he's just not one of my guys. Yeah, he he wasn't as big here. He obviously didn't – you know, I think things like the Oscars were 
kind of his bag as well for a number of years, wasn't it? He yeah. did a big chunk of them, didn't he? Speaking of Oscars, I saw Chris Rock this morning. Sorry, tangent. Yeah. Literally. Was he wearing like a helmet? <laughs> I was, I think I've spoken before about my uh, my new attitude when it comes to celebrity encounters, which is to play it cool. Um, is that a new attitude or <laughs> is that always what you've done? No, because I fucked, I, I acted like a real dweeb in the past when I met Jonah Hill. Oh, and, with um, the guys remember? at the... Yeah. Oh, right, right. So now right. my thing is to act real cool. Then I, acted I thought you sounded cool. like you acted cool in that in that situation. No, I hung around way too long. They started having a conversation and I slowly realised I was not part of it. Backed away. Ah, the Zan thing. <laughs> These guys in Zan. <laughs> you should have answered that question. Oh, but yeah, anyway, I was, I was, I was getting my coffee this morning from a little hole in the wall down on Lafayette there. And I'm sitting there waiting for my, my coffee. Um, with your oat milk? To use the local tongue. Uh, with the oat milk. New York seems to be an oat milk town now. So I'm an oat milkman. And um, uh, I'm not a dairyman, never have been. Um, who do I see walking my direction? Uh, uh, Steve Zan. <laughs> Steve oh, Zan. yeah, sorry. We we're talking about Chris, Chris Rock. And uh, I really tried to play it cool because I felt like this guy. He's got to be very self-conscious right about now. Yeah. But God love him. You know, he's out there by himself on the streets. Not like a lot of celebrities are with an entourage or like, you know, send someone else to get the coffee. He's just lining up like everyone else getting the coffee. Good man. It's the magic of New York City. One dweeb asked for a photo and I thought, you're a dweeb. 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 Hey, Chris, am I right? That guy's a dweeb. <laughs> right? You like and me, hey? We're not, we're not dweebs, huh? Why don't you just look at him like this? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I tried so hard to act like I wasn't noticing him that I think well, I obviously was – I was being very obvious in my trying to not notice him. <laughs> like, look, like how only, look how casual I'm being. Yeah. This. <laughs> I'm totally just standing here, right? Yeah. How did we get here? Oh, yeah, Oscars host Billy Crystal. Yeah, that's about it. Oscars and um, and um, City Slickers, that's kind of it. And then Meg Ryan, nothing at all. I had no Meg Ryan affinity growing up. Um, to this day even, we'll get more into that. Mm. Well, not to this day because now I haven't watched this, you know. But, um, mm. but yeah, I guess all in all, not a big movie for us is what we're saying. <laughs> that's, yeah, a short that's where we're landing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like how I fleshed it out though. That was a- Tell me, I like it. Tell me about how this one came to be, Tristan. Okay, okay. I've got a little origin story for you. Origin story. 1984. Keep going. Writer Nora Ephron, director Rob Reiner, and producer mm. Andy Sheenman, Sheinman perhaps, mm. walk into the Russian tea room. The Russian tea room? Is that a... It's like this thing up in a, uh, like 50-something street. Right. You, you know, the, the naming numbers of these streets isn't going to do, you know. It's Up in mid, Midtown oh, or Middletown, I suppose. Yeah, just, um, be, you know, be conscious of the non-native New York audience that might be listening. I'm not native. I'm an import. I've been here for five weeks. Yeah, okay. Hey, um, they walk into the Russian Tea Room. Rob Brainer says, hey, i got an idea for a move that I would love for you to write, Nora Ephron. Um, and she says, no, it sounds not very good. I don't know what that initial one was, but that was a no. They made up mm. again. I'm not sure what the timeline is in all these things, but this was 1984 when it started. Stand by me, perhaps. Yeah, before that. And um, oh. 
they meet up again and talk a little more. And this time they get to talking about uh, some life stuff. So producer Andy Scheinman and and director Rob Reiner at this point in their lives were now recently single men in New York City. Mm. A territory mm. rich for discussion, as you know, Seinfeld has also pointed out. And um, discuss mm-hmm. they did many times. And and this started to take shape as like, well, maybe this is the movie. This could be the movie. So Nora Ephron comes on board as writer. She she continues to interview both Reiner and Scheinman on their experience um, for, for more inspo. And she's chipping away at this over the years. Like this is not like a... Yeah, you know some of those other movies where they sit down and write it over a weekend. This was like a long term mm. project, and she took her time with it. And yeah. she would she would also through throughout the writing process just interview lots of people, like producers or whoever else just happens to be in the vicinity. And a lot of those stories became those stories that we would see in those interstitials in the film itself. So those you know those old people mm. telling those stories. Yeah, I love that. One of is his parents who's one of them, isn't it? Oh no! Wait. His his mum said, "I'll have what she she's yeah. having." Yeah. The um the those those old people were actors, but the stories were real. Oh, I thought. Oh, that's it's disappointing. Burst isn't my it? bubble here. Yeah, yeah, right. I almost wish I didn't read that. Yeah, but those were the stories that Nora is uncovering. Um, and so uh, parallel to this is, of course, uh, Mr. Billy Crystal, who is very good friends with um, Rob Reiner. And obviously the titular Harry. And um, he says that, you know, being best friends with Rob Reiner while he's going through his divorce with Penny Marshall, no less, he was basically mm. in hindsight doing all his preparation for the role of Harry because it's basically, you know, based on that and whatnot. Um, but, you know, he didn't he didn't have the role right away in saying that. Uh-huh. There were a few other people with exactly the same kind of hair that were also in the running. Tom Cruise. Really? Richard Gere. <laughs> Wait, are you going through all the usuals? Yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> now, how's this? I would say Billy Crystal is someone with very specific hair, right? Would you say it's that? like steel wool. Yeah. Now, interestingly, the other people in the mix from a casting point of view were Tom Hanks, Michael Keaton and Albert Brooks, all of whom have the same oh, hair. Is that like do. a – It's so woman. weird. Was that the criteria? Was that like a – Leading man archetype back then, <laughs> like I don't know. Damn. Tom Cruise is all right, but his hair—it's <laughs> where's the steel? <laughs> oh, you're not going to scrub a saucepan with uh, with that mop. That's <laughs> not going to get any grease out. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Do you reckon they they must have had conversations about how to manage that fro? It's it's interesting, and forgive me if I'm being is that a Jew fro? Is that, I don't I've know. Heard, that's what I was just thinking. It might be. Is that a, like, and is that a bad word? I've heard it in. A, I've heard um I don't know. What's his name? The guy that makes the pottery and smokes the weed. Oh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, he talks Seth about Rogen. it. He talks about his Jufro. Yeah. I've heard it said. Maybe I'm not sure. Is that one of those words we're not allowed to say? I'm not sure. But I don't we know. say it with the utmost respect, of course. And I agree, but then Tom Hanks, I don't think he's Jewish, is Michael Keaton, I don't know. But it's very specific hair. Yeah, no idea. It's very specific hair. So anyway, I guess that's mm. what they were going for and, and they got him. <laughs> that's a, it's a keen observation. I'd go as far to say that that's a stoop. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Oh, we'll have the buttons back next week, hopefully. Oh, not next week. Week after. 
So I'll, I'll, we'll make up for lost astutes and hit some buttons. Oh, we'll press. There'll be many buttons pressing. Wow, all the wows you ever dreamed of. All the keep going. Wow, wow, keep going. Some ooeys, perhaps. Um, Bish bash bosh, you got yourself a movie. Oh, don't you just. Don't you just. Let's play Rat the trailer. Rat party down at Cats. Rat party down at Cats is delicatessen. All right, let's play the trailer. Men and women can't be friends because no man can be friends with a woman that he finds attractive. He always wants to have sex with her. So you're saying that a man can be friends with a woman he finds unattractive? No, you pretty much want to nail him too. Grab. No, I don't like to eat between meals. I'll roll down the window. Faceless guy rips off your clothes, and that's the sex fantasy you've been having since you were 12. Exactly the same. Well, sometimes I vary it a little. Which part? What I'm wearing. You tell her about other women. Yeah. Like the other night. I made love to this woman, and it was so incredible. I took her to a place that wasn't human. She actually meowed. You made a woman meow? Sure. I need to talk. What happened? What's the matter? Mary came over last night. I went over to Sally's last night. Because I was upset that Joe was getting married. One thing led to another. And before I knew it, we were kissing. Make a long story short, we we did did it. They did it. You challenged (laughs) me. I'm difficult. I'm too structured. I'm completely closed off. But in a good way. And I'm gonna be (laughs) forty. When? (laughs) Someday. In eight years. Men. Charlie Chaplin had babies when he was 73. Yeah, but he was too old to pick them up. Good trailer. Not bad. Yeah, really, really poses the question. Yeah, not bad. But I'd love to hear your take on it, Greg. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to share it. Mm. Um, I wrote this a couple of weeks back. I probably should have reread it. <laughs> the year is 1977. Harry is making out with his girlfriend. Did they say it was 1977 by chance? Can't remember. Yeah. I think I Googled it. It was in some sort of synopsis. Right. Uh, so Harry's on campus at Chicago U University. Do they say university or college? I can't, I'm not really confused with the lingo around this whole thing. It's weird because there's always the, I think the official name is always university because there's the U. But, mm. but then there's college. But they call it's like it pizza college. and pie. They don't I don't, yeah. It's a whole pizza pie situation. So he's making up his girlfriend. It's a bit of a farewell. He's going to road trip across America, well, from Chicago down to New York with her friend uh, to drive him. Just the two of them. And she's a fairly hot Meg Ryan. Um, Mm. A curious move. Carol was quite stupefied by this one. Like just putting your lover in the car with an attractive person for an overnight trip. We can come back to that. (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, there's some chemistry. Um, yeah. Harry, you would say, is leaning into this uh, a little bit more than Sally, but it's there. Uh, she kind of acts as though she's disgusted by Harry, but it's there. There's something there. There's a there's an there's an ember. There's some banter. Yeah, mm, there's a bit of banter. There's a spark. Um, and she doesn't really like him because he sort of puts a bit of a hard word on it. Tells her she's bad. 
and she's obviously friends with her his girlfriend. She's not into you know him making advancements. I get it. It's interesting, anyway, but I didn't, I didn't think York. he made that much of a move though. I didn't. He just said she was pretty. I didn't. Th- yeah. <clears throat> Is that so bad? Yeah. And in the context of how he said it, I thought it was very. Uh, it, it was observational. Yeah, it was it very Sandvaldian. Yeah. But maybe that's how it starts. Who knows? Who knows how these things yeah. worked in in, uh, in in America in the ladies. <laughs> so that was that part. Uh, fast forward to a number of years later. They're adults now. They're in their professional lives. They cross paths at LaGuardia. Was it LaGuardia? I just like saying LaGuardia. That's an airport. Uh, <laughs> it's a chance encounter. Uh, she thinks he doesn't recognise her. She's with her boyfriend who he knows, so he stops to talk to the boyfriend. It's a chance encounter. What can I say? Mm. Um, but then he does chapter on the flight and recalls how they knew each other. Uh, she's, not, she's a bit turned off by him at this point. Um, then, as is the way in New York, apparently, they have another chance encounter, this time in a bookstore. Uh, and a friendship blossoms, Tristan. Yeah, yeah. It blossoms. They start spending a lot of time together and everyone seems to know that they're destined to be together except them. Mm. And then one night they have sex. Uh, nice. And it makes it awkward. But it brings up the tension, you know. It... it it forces the tension. It gets it out into the into the conversation. And, and, yeah, it really, it really it really leans into the central question of this film asks, which is, mm, mm. can they indeed be friends? Maybe they, maybe men and women can be friends, but these two are meant to be. Or is it just that men and women can't be? Who? The question lingers for a while, doesn't it, Greg? It does. It does. Um, <laughs> and then they get, but they get back together at the end, and yeah. it's happy. It's a happy ending. Um, it's like it's a rom com. It's like a Woody Allen thing without the neuroticism. It's quite. A, it's a quite a sweet movie. It is a sweet movie. Yeah, and it's not sickly sweet. It's just, mm. just yeah. It's nice. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. this movie. Did, did you like it? Yeah. Did you? I did. I enjoyed it. Like I. Uh, yeah, it was like a. It was like a nice cup of tea. Yeah. I think the other thing I forgot to mention in like, uh, like, I don't know, memories of this film is that I guess I just bucketed it into generic rom-com land with a bunch of others until recent years. I feel like in the last few years I've heard it bubble up a bit more as an important one or like the OG one and, you know, all of the above. Mm. And so, so I went into this like with expectations so it wasn't like, oh, I thought it would be shooting. It was pretty good. I went into this thinking, okay, I heard this is pretty good. Mm. And I was yeah, I was like, this is pretty good. I enjoyed it. I've got to say that I was a little disoriented in the beginning. Like them. How so? What, what, I was like, are they going to college or are they just finished college? Either way, is this movie, are they supposed to be this young in this movie? I didn't realize it was going to then flash forward. But he, even then, because like, that's one of my things I want to talk to you about. Even the flash forward. These yeah. people are meant to be early 30s, Tristan. Well, by the time it catches up to like. Yeah, like with, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I feel like they still seem so old to me. This is the thing that I think the longer we do this podcast, a lot of the things we talk about on this pod, the longer we do it, they become kind of non-points because we realize that's kind of normal. But this point you're touching on here is only becoming more pronounced as we get older <laughs> and the mm. people in these movies get younger 
It's like, but they're older than us, aren't they? Like they seem, we don't seem that old. It's the way they look and behave. Yeah. Like I think they look old. Like I've got no hair, but still I feel these people look older than us. Yeah, 100%. And so, yeah, so when this well, movie Billy started, Crystal I was, was 41 like, in, in okay. when he made this. Okay. Um, and Bruno Kirby, the other male lead, was 40. Yeah. yeah. But Carrie Fisher was 34. Okay, I thought she was one of the older ones. I thought she was like maybe 50. And then <laughs> Meg Ryan, how old do you think Meg Ryan was in this? 25. Yeah, she was tw- pretty close, man. She was 28. Oh, really? Okay. That doesn't surprise me. Out of all of them, if I had to guess who was the youngest. that Yeah, agreed. Right. I still, but, yeah. I still, when she was like, I'm 32 years old, I was like, really? I thought you were like 40 also. Man, the, the one that gets me the most, and maybe it's because I start watching it again once every couple of years, but Friends really gets me. They're like mid-twenties in season one because they each turn 30 over the various seasons and it's like you're only yeah, turning that's a, 30. that's a mind bender. That's insane. Not that they're like <laughs> super mature or anything but just I don't know and maybe it's because we watched it when we were young. I, I mean that's obviously a factor but I feel like looking at them objectively now they seem old. Old. Not, I guess they don't look old in terms of like they're not covered in wrinkles or anything but I don't know. Maybe it's a fashion Can I make thing. an observation? Yes. They don't drink. So maybe people that don't drink age faster. They don't drink in Friends. No. Yeah. I don't think so. Do they? Yeah, they don't. I always thought that was interesting. I, I thought that about Seinfeld too. Yeah. You don't see them drinking. There's like a couple of gags where they drink just for the gag, mm. but there's no drinking culture in it. They're, they're coffee. No, they're they're ju- both they, coffee-based. They, they catch up in coffee houses. Yeah. It's interesting because, like, these days it's all alcohol-based because, like, there's the How I Met Your Mothers of the World. There's That's a good others, point. I assume. Euphoria. Euphoria where you catch up over some pills or something. Man, uh-huh. Greg's just started watching Euphoria. Speaking of feeling old. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. I'm, that was, okay, just on that. I started Although watching some of last. those kids seem older than us too. True. I found <laughs> that I watched my first not even whole episode last night. Yeah. I I don't know if I can do it, man. That's, that's exactly, it looks like a really good show. That's how I was. It just like Succession, although probably even more so with this one. It's a stressful show. It makes me feel icky. It took me like two years to watch season one. Like I just finished season one as season I two I was started. literally, yeah, I bet. Man, I, 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 I didn't understand that when you said it about Succession, but I totally get it about Euphoria. I think the I was, Succession one is just oof, corporate PTSD. It, and then yeah, yeah, this one is more just like, I don't know, it just makes me feel so uncomfortable in every possible way. I, I was questioning my parenting. I was like, I need to be more supportive. I need to know. They need yeah. to know this is a safe place. I was like, fuck it. My kids are very young. <laughs> I think it, yeah. I think also it gets so absurd that then you can detach from it a little bit. Um, yeah, okay. So stick with it and desensitize okay. yourself a little. <laughs> yeah. For, the, for my. For my outer years of parenting. Yeah. Oh, so man. we digress. We digress. That's what we do. What's a podcast without some digression? I'll ask you. They'll mm, go for well, like 10 minutes. Um, yeah, so so th- that kind of threw me, the, the age thing, because A, they look very old, and then B, the movie starts and they're supposed to be college aged, and I was like, yeah. have yeah. I misunderstood this movie? Is it about a couple of kids straight out of college? That's insane. And they do that funny thing to his hair. So 
Look how young he is. His hair's combed yeah. forward. His steel wool has been <laughs> flattened. Uh, and then they, but even like you said, then they flash forward, and they're still like early twenties or something. I'm like, oh, that still seems too young for these people. Then finally they yep. flash forward enough. Not that they necessarily look their age, but at least feels a little bit more comfortable. And then it's like, uh-huh. okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. Okay, 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 okay. Um. Uh, we try not to make this podcast all about Billy Crystal's hair, but it's fascinating because I was looking up images of him today, as you do, and his hair has kind of stayed the same. Like he's not bald. He was receding 30, 40 years ago, whenever this was. Mm. Don't make me do maths. And um, it's still kind of the same. His forehead just gets goes further back. Yeah. It's one of those residuals, but also then he's yeah, always got the mil- he's always got like the mullet thing too. So he's got the same volume of hair on his head. It's just askew. You know what I mean? It's like a a wig has slid back or like yeah. It's that yeah. weird. It's a I'm strange at a hairstyle. Of him now that was that was my pattern of baldness as well. Just the the egg grew and grew. Right, mine's the peaks. I've got my- the peaks. You know, you got the peaks. Yeah, mine was like, dad. mine was the Billy Crystal egg, was the egg formation. The egg. You're the egg. <laughs> and now I'm just the final product of the egg. You're in final form. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, um, it was good to see Carrie Fisher because. I wasn't, yeah, I was trying to place. I wasn't sure if it was her. I was like, that Carrie Fisher? It looks a lot like Carrie Fisher. But I thought <laughs> Carrie Fisher was, I don't know, like older. Yeah, well, know. that's the thing. I feel like I know young Carrie Fisher and old Carrie Fisher and not much in between. Yeah, I was always, yeah. So it was kind of cool to yeah. see it. And, and just in like a very normal role, like not not being a Star War, um, mm. just just being mm. a Seinfeldian type of character was cool. Mm. She would have been yeah. a great Elaine Bennis in if it was made 15 years earlier, 10 years yeah, even. True. Yeah, because she was only 34. True. <laughs> yeah, she she was probably the same age. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that's crazy. Oh, it's only because it's top of mind right now, but how about fucking Billy Crystal's apartment? It was pretty bore. Oh, yeah. You only see it from one angle. I don't know, but it was, it was quite a cool angle. He got those amazing arch it's- windows. Yeah, it suggested there was some depth around those corners. Yeah, yeah, it was. He wasn't cool, living man. in a corridor. I've been looking at a lot of apartments these past few weeks. We got one now. We're halfway through. We got one, bit. but we looked at a lot of apartments, and like, I'm sure we've talked about it on this podcast before. But like the the classic New York apartment, it's not. It's not Friends. It's not this. Actually, Seinfeld's probably nah. the closest. Well, that was that's the whole thing with Friends, isn't it? Like. There's no way. And others, they they you know they they they've done um, pieces on what sort of income you'd have to be on to get an apartment like that. Yeah, like a giant two better, um, yeah. with like a balcony and etc. Yeah, um, and yeah, given what what did they do for work? Well, at various stages, all kinds of things. Some of them didn't even all work for ages. And yeah, yeah it's Joey insane. was like an out of work actor. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. Although our new place does have some exposed brick, so that gives it some of that New York vibe. It's got a lot of exposed. Your new place is bore. 
you got you got the industrial vibe. You're in the heart of the Soho or wherever it is. We're Soho is that a thing? Down, that a in, down in the stuff. Yeah, we're we're on the either side, but it's basically Soho. We're down de- mm. Dune Tune. Dune Tune. Oh, there you Dune go. Dune Tune. Oh, mate. Yeah. Uh, so Nora Ephron. I I have. Do you know much about Nora Ephron? I didn't until last year. Was it last year? Blank check with Griffin and David did a whole series on her. So I didn't know much uh, until then. I didn't really know she was a thing. I didn't know that that was, there yeah. was connective tissue between all these movies of, and it was her. Yeah, I, I was the same. I'd never heard of her, um, embarrassingly. And then I was buying a couple of books for my um, sister for her birthday last year uh, and the the lady um, at the at the bookshop was like, oh, she was like, grab this one. What was it? Um, oh, hang on. I've got her. It was the book that sort of chronicles her divorce. Um, oh. It's called. When Harry Left Sally. Yeah. Nice. Oh, this isn't how it's meant to go. Heartburn. It's called Heartburn. Um, oh, nice. So I bought that for my sister and then <clears throat> she said it was really good and then I'd forgotten that it was about divorce and so I was in the bookshop buying some books for Carol for her birthday last month and I was like, oh, I'll get this book. And then I inadvertently bought a book on divorce for my wife for her birthday. Divorce ideas. Ah. How did... <laughs> yeah. Apparently it's a great book though. Yeah. So... And she went on to directing as well, obviously. But, yeah, she seems like the dialogue in this is powerful stuff. It is tight. Mm. I mean, when we say Seinfeldian, we're talking about like that kind of level of wit and and Pace. And I guess even more than Seinfeld, just the intricacies of it all. Like there's so much back and forth. You know, Seinfeld obviously got the pause for laughter, like what's the deal and all that, you know, what? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Kramer does something zany. Whereas this is like some real back and forth yeah. going on that is there's a lot in there. There is. She passed away, sadly, almost a decade oh, ago. Oh, did she? Pretty much a decade ago. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Was she friends with Jeffrey Ross? Oh, not a good time to be friends with Jeffrey Ross, I tell you. Oh, poor Jeffrey. Man, all his Puts friends are dying. up these photos and it's, it's him and... All the comedians that died this year. Bob Saget and Gilbert and... R.I.P. Um, Gilbert Gottfried. R.I.P. all. Yeah. Like we haven't... Have we talked oh. about Norm? We probably talked about Norm. We probably haven't talked about Norm. Bob. R.I.P. to all of oh, them. Oh, man. They're it's all sweethearts year. too. Yeah. There's a doco about Gilbert Gottfried that came out a couple of years ago. I think Judd Apatow made it. And you I've see like the softer that. side and you see that, oh, I haven't watched it yet, so I don't know for sure. But I think it's like so much of that guy we see as a persona that he puts on for the comedies. Yeah. And then there's this soft-spoken guy behind it, which is interesting. Did you? Maybe a good time yeah, to watch. I, I Definitely I want to watch it. Um, I remember seeing, I think it might have been New York, Nico. Um, you know, he, I think he did like a celebrity. You know, he puts his little oh, collages yeah. together. And someone was walking past Gilbert in the street. This was last year. And was like, hey, Gilbert. And he's like, sort of looks up, hey. And he looked, um, diff- yeah, he looked like a, just a normal, like quite unassuming sort of yeah, softer gentleman. Um, yeah. But he had a lot of health problems, so he probably wasn't that well. And, yeah, he just looked like a, you know, sort of sweet, softly spoken dude in the street. Another one that, yeah, he had ongoing health problems, it sounds like, which, again, sounds like he kept it to himself. And like respect, but 
is this now, and not to sound insensitive, but like, is this the thing you do now? Do you not tell people? I don't know. Or is it just because you're a celebrity, you don't tell people publicly? Like, did people know? I don't know. Is that what you have to do now? Like, if I got sick, do I have to not tell anyone? Yeah. I'm not going to go the Chadwick route. I'm not going to (laughs) go quietly. (laughs) No. Yeah. I'm Uh, milking that shit. R.I.P. Good man. Indeed. Indeed. Interesting, you know, very, he he wasn't afraid to go there. Mm. Am I right? Parrots and all. Mm. <laughs> hey, you know what's cute about this movie is like a lot of the Harry and Sally stuff was actually Reiner and Crystal stuff. So they used to talk late night on the phone, watching the same thing on TV, just like talk each other to sleep and like cute things like that. Isn't that nice? That, that is cute. <laughs> that is cute. Good on him. <laughs> oh, speaking of the phone scenes, you know that four-way phone scene that they do. Mm. That was like shot real time, single single shot, and they were yeah. all on like sound stages in different rooms with phones that were connected, and they and shot it in one shot. It took sixty five takes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, 61, 61. That's they nailed it hectic. in sixty five takes. This is the thing, man. And don't get me wrong; like I'm not saying you know they don't do it like that anymore, but but just with movies now. Everything's possible digitally, so you don't like even consider that that would be a thing. And just the amount of like manual, uh, what's the word? Analogness to all of this shit mm. that you used to have to mm. do in movies. Everything was a hefty deal. Like, who would have thought? You you watch it and it's funny, and you move on. You don't consider that that scene would have been hell for a week or however long it takes yeah. to make that. It's crazy. They're getting bed sores because they're in the bed there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we can we go back to the Seinfeld thing? Because mm. just just to unpack that a little further. It is interesting because he's kind of like Harry is sort of halfway between George and Seinfeld. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. In a way, yeah. And but obviously, I guess the the key difference would be that Seinfeld obviously had that that behind the scenes mantra of no lessons, no hugs or whatever it was. So, you know, they never learn a lesson at the end. There's never like a, ah, which was the style at the time. Obviously this has mm. all of that. But um, mm. again, so fascinating lessons that it was the hugs. same year. Because you could also, you could, you could imagine, you could imagine a TV show, a sitcom being based off this very film, couldn't you? Yeah. It, or you could even just imagine, because it's all, you could almost... It could be Seinfeld, basically. Like you, you could end up. It, let's say Seinfeld never existed, and then this movie is a success, and they go, you know what? We should make a sitcom out of this, and you would basically end up with Seinfeld almost because yeah, maybe in the movie they don't end up together, and then you basically got your Jerry and Elaine scenario. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is almost. It's really stuck with me. And now that you said it's the same year as well, it's just fascinating that they're. Such similar things that just—it's the whole ants bugs life scenario. It's Armageddon again. Did up that other one? <laughs> Twist, Twister and Jumanji. Yeah, Twister Sorry, and Jumanji. That's not. That's not. That's not Time it. Cop and Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. It's it's that's another it. classic twin yes. movie. Yes. Um, and actually, speaking of that, I'm surprised there hasn't been a sequel because it seems very sequelable because of the time jumps. So it would just be the next time jump. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. I would have been down with that. And you know what? That would be great for age representation to have some of these older 
protagonists. Yeah. You know? Make it an HBO Max show or something. And just Yeah, they can have some kids in there. Yeah. When Harry and Sally met Larry. Larry could be yeah. a dog. Or Larry could be an illegitimate kid that comes to find his dad. Yeah, and, and you know, by. not to keep talking about euphoria, but that kid could take heaps of drugs, you know. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's, it's a style of the There's time. ways you can bring it up to modern times with drugs. This is the thing. Everything's a connected universe now or, or a multiverse even. Well, So why not have Harry as and Sally show up as someone's parents in euphoria? Mm, why not, I it's, ask it's, you? It makes sense. So no, I watched this on HBO Max, so there's there's probably some rights. Well, just got to get the right people in the room. That you know, yeah. get the right people in the room, hash it out, make it happen. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Strange opened up the whole fucking thing. Everyone's jumping through. It just makes sense. Mate, exactly. Hey, yeah. just on just on. So you, we've talked some you know similarities and themes and whatnot with Seinfeld. Mm. I would say I would give. Um, this film a firm point over Seinfeld for use of fashion of the era. Oh, yeah. some big fits in here. I was taking some photos. There's that shot where they're at the letterbox. Yep. And I don't know what she's doing, but she's taking a long time and and, uh, Harry's not having it. But he's standing there in such a pose, in such an outfit that it it just really Mm. stood out to me as... Take a photo, Tristan. This is something. <laughs> yeah, there's some good ones in there. He's got a he. There's definitely things that I would happily wear. He's got a. He wears a shom like a dark chambray under a like button up shirt under a under a tweed jacket. I was like, I'm always yeah. about that. Yeah. There's a cable like a a cable knit. Oh knit yeah, he was kind of a babe in that. There were there were a couple. Yeah. Were, well, I was watching this with Ara, by the way. Were you watching this with Carol? I did, yeah, happily. I'm glad. And, um, it's nice when they when they poke their head in to join us these days. It's rare. Yeah, it's rare, but it happens sometimes. Um, she was yeah. like, oh, yeah, he's kind of handsome. Like there were a couple of moments like that because I guess you're yeah. trying to convince yourself <clears throat> that these two people would end up together. But um, Yeah, unorthodox you might say. Yeah, and then he had a beard for a while. That was probably at his peak, peak oh, hotness. That, yeah. Like it looked a bit drawn on. I did, I did. A little too groomed or something. Like it, something about it. Too like even. Yeah, yeah. Because it was drawn on. I needed some imperfections. I think it was fake. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, We can deliver those imperfections. Yeah. Between us, we've got a beard. Yeah. (laughs) I've only got a Craig David thing happening. I just can't grow the cheeks. I really wish. Yeah, same. I would 100% be down for um, like a beard transplant if that's a thing to get these cheeks going because that's a game changer. Look at me. I'm I'm the fucking David Beckham. I hear you, man. I've just got got these lines here. Yeah, but yours join. Mine don't even join. We're talking about the classic moustache to goatee situation. I've got a a big gaping void. You're French. Yours is French. I've got a good mo and that's about it. I'm all mo. Mm. All mo, no show. Yeah. Mo. Mo. Hey, I tell you what, Mo. Meg Ryan, I was never a Meg Ryan person, but I think I get Meg Ryan now. Oh, yeah? Big call. I mean, I'm not saying she's my favorite actress or anything, but like outside of Top Gun, I don't think I could have named any other non-rom-com Meg Ryan Wait, films. She's in, she's in Top Gun? She's not the main chick, obviously. She's in there somewhere. But, um, but with my newfound enthusiasm... 
for the actress. I, I did do some digging and I was, I was surprised to learn she started out in a soap opera called... Which soap opera? As the World Turns. So I, I thought oh. starting in soap operas was only an Aussie thing. I thought that's what Aussies did. It is. It, is, it certainly is. That's all, all of them. It any is, it is. any it Aussie is. actor, they all started in soaps in Australia. But So I looked it up and there's actually quite a few actors who started in soaps. Go on. Let me take you on a journey here. We've got John Stamos in General Hospital. Ah, of course. We've got, who else we've got here? Brad Pitt in Another World, but I feel like that was a very short arc. It wasn't like a main character, I don't think. Um, Sarah Michelle Gellar in All My Children. Oh, I thought you were going to say Buffy. Uh, Morgan Freeman in Another World. He looks the same age. Okay. Mark Hamill in General Hospital. And get this one, yeah. Michael B. Jordan in All My Children. But I'm looking at this photo here and he looks older than he was in... Um, the Wire. The Wire. So I, don't, I wouldn't say he started there, guys. Mm. 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 Um, yeah, challenge that. There's a few others. So I guess all in all what I'm saying is, Toadie, there's still a chance. Oh, yeah, big time. Toadie is... Toadie doesn't uh, need a chance. He, I just saw him, he sold a property down on... In Portsea or somewhere down in the Mornington Peninsula for like eight million or twelve million bucks or something. Really? Fuck! I'd always wondered. So so for those for those not fortunate enough to be from the land down under, uh, Toadie is is a character, a staple on Neighbours. Actually, people from overseas watch. Oh, Neighbours has been cancelled now. I just remembered that. That's it's over, isn't it? Yeah. Is it is it already done? Uh, I don't know if it's had its last episode. It's certainly been announced. Well, Tony yeah. is looking for eight things million now. bucks. His name's Ryan Maloney. He's Ryan a property. Maloney. Eight million bucks. That's pretty. That's, that's a decent chunk of wedge. He came on to neighbours as a troubled youth, and then became. Mm. It just turns out he was dyslexic and he was a genius. No, he yeah, wasn't he dyslexic. Put himself through law school. Put himself through law school, and now he's. They don't call him Toady anymore. A toadfish killed about Jared six Rebecca. wives. Killed a lot of wives. Well, they die of. Various causes, but he's always the constant. Mm. Um, he's the Jeffrey Ross of Ramsey Street. Mm. He had some um, steelable hair. He could have been Harry. He could have been. He could have been Harry for sure. Absolutely. Mm. Damn, mm. there's a recasty right there. He'd look great in chambray and and tweed. <laughs> he really would. Maybe some patches on the elbows. Ruin a couple of mm-hmm. perfectly good jackets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not bad. Mm-hmm. Um, how New York is this film, though, Greg? I ask you. Uh, pretty we've got a little, New York. We've got a little test. It's pretty up there, isn't it? I, I, I yeah. said to Greg earlier in I'm the week. Back, I'm backing it in for this test. Yeah. I uh, was listening to the Blank Check episode on this very film and they made the whole New York is kind of a main character joke for about five minutes or so. So I, I guess that mm. tells you. It's already, it's already kind of there. Um, New York is a main character in this film. Uh a lot is shot in real New York. We're not in that fake New York town. We've got coverage from Katz's Deli to Washington Square Park and Upper West Side. Like that's pretty strong coverage, strong minutage. Um, is it inextricably linked to the plot? Yes. Yeah. Pretty much in I every think way. So. Do they ride a yellow taxi? I, I wasn't paying attention at the time, but I assume they did. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, um, uh, the other couple, you know, when they go on the date. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
And then she's like, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to get a taxi. She goes, I'll come with you. Ah, do they get hot dogs? They're in all the parks. Surely there's a hot dog or some warm nuts at some point. Um, we know Billy Crystal likes baseball. True, true. He's a Mets, he's a Metsman. Yeah. Um, no street toughs though, unfortunately. No. And no, no. iconic New Yorker cameos. And uh, the new criteria that you came up with, Greg, is the name on the tin. Not so much in this case. It could have been, you know, when Harry met Sally. When Harry in New met York. Sally in New York. <laughs> could have been. Jeez, Home Alone Two really. Yeah, delivers. Home on Alone our Two might test, be like it? the top of the heap on this one. <clears throat> really you could be. The, you got the cameo. You got the name on the tin. Yeah. You got the cabs. Ain't much better in here, kid. You got. You, you got, got it all. Ca- yeah, you got it all. You got it all. And uh, I guess this is. You know, in the last few, we've tried to like insert them into or, or, or build a New York specific genre around them. So we got like the temptation of New York excess in things like Devil's Advocate, Wall Street, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, this mm. one, I guess, it's just a New York rom com. That's probably is that's that's probably the subgenre, I suppose. Yeah, nice. Yeah, oh, well, it's go not with all that. that astute, but it's just there. Just is. It's just, just there. Is. Hey, can I tell you my uh, cat stories? Cat's deli oh, story. Yeah. Do you remember this story? This is when you came to visit. Came to visit. It was the night after I got way too blind all day and then met you guys for dinner and I rocked up and blind lost my and key. it was I lost your yeah. cow key. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a very it was a it was not my best. New York form. It was. I was a bit like Homer in New York that time when it well, all goes. Best. It might be the best because you know you're in New York, in capital city. You gave it a good nudge. Yeah. Mm, who knows? There was a hot dog. There was a hot <laughs> dog. Let me tell you. Um, so the next day uh, was a work day. So you guys were off to work, and Carol and I were. She was going dress shopping. We were recently engaged, oh, yeah. and her Dave Gray was taking her dress shopping, and then we were Vera Wang or something. Quite possibly. And then we were due to meet at Cat's Deli for lunch and I was so hungover, <laughs> like I was ill. So I walked there from yours to try and get some fresh air. It was a decent walk and then um, arrived there on time and they call your name to be seated and I was like, oh, my friends aren't here yet so I'll just sort of loiter over here if that's right. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really nice girl doing the, you know, she was the sort of front of house seating people. Yeah. And she was like occasionally checking in. They're not here yet? Are you okay? <laughs> she was like concerned for my well-being because my wife, well, my fiancé and f- friend were so late. And then they walk in and they were 45 minutes late. And she puts them on blast. She's like, um, where have you been? <laughs> he has been waiting here for 45 minutes. <laughs> like she f- Roasted so them, funny. and she wasn't kidding. She was like, "He's been waiting here. You, you're late. You're so late." That's so funny. It was great. I was like, "Oh, thanks. I don't have to do that now." I, you I get, get both. I get to see them get yelled at. I don't have to be the yeller. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. You probably look real vulnerable too. That's you probably got some good sympathy. Yeah, I would have looked like a real piece of shit. <laughs> And then I had a giant pastrami sandwich, nice. but I was too hungover to enjoy it to the level that I know I would have. Yeah. I've never been. 
You've never been to Cats? No. I think I walked in once and I was like, Why? Oh, it's too hectic. Because it's so, it's, so, it's so busy. There's so much good. It was pretty, I mean. There's probably good times to go. Yeah, I mean that's, yeah, to be fair, it was busy but it was like, I guess it was a, like a Monday or something that we were there. But yeah, actually, good point. It was pretty. Well, now that we're working from home Other than stuff, waiting for 45 minutes, it was pretty, I reckon go check it out. And say something like, I'll have what she's having. <laughs> Order some Just Right. Yeah. Well, maybe I will yeah, go on a weekday yeah, just, now. We're just living, ask for a bowl of Just Right. We live around the corner from there now, so that's easy enough. But the, There uh, you go. The thing is, there's so much good food everywhere that it's like. Yeah, yeah there's a sandwich. All the, it's everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Parisi's Bakery, that, that's, my, that's my nearest Ooh. old school jam. Goddamn deli. Yeah. So envious of the jellies. Jellies? De- jelly of the deli. <laughs> jelly <laughs> of the deli. deli jellies. Um, should we get into the verdict? Yeah. All right, let's get into the verdict. Let's do it. We, we've got, yeah, we've got, you got 10 minutes before you got to bounce. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to the question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, my overall thought on this one, I mean, I'm not really, it's not in my wheelhouse to have, you know, a really uh, uh, qualified uh, articulation of why it's good. But it's a good movie, this one. I like it. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, watch it. I mean, everyone's seen it. Yeah. We're the, we're the weird ones for not having seen it. Everyone's so excited that we're doing this movie, first of all. Are they? See, they seem to be on the socials and such. Um, but but how about you? Yeah. Can I recommend watching this um, in autumn? Yeah. So in Australia, you, I think it's like appropriate seasonal viewing. Would you say that autumn up. leaves are almost the main character in this film? They're, they're borderline, yeah. There's it's it, there's some autumnal hues yeah. that permeate the aesthetic, yeah. Uh, so I and I think you know maybe a rug, maybe you've got a cable net sweater you'd like to put on and watch this with you, with your loved one. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could watch via phone. Dial 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 a potential loved one in. Yeah, definitely. It's another option. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. I would say it's uh, very rewatchable too. Because I, I watched it again this week because we were supposed to record this a couple of weeks ago. And it was an easy watch again, man, and I will watch it again. I, it's not, it's not going to be my favourite. Yeah. It's not cracking my top ten oh, or nice. anything, but it feels like the kind of movie I could just throw on in the same way that I might throw on Seinfeld or something. It's just there's, uh, there's oh, there dense, it's there dense in its dialogue. You'll find new things. you find new things. Yeah. Yeah, good on them. Should we do our cultural relevancy? Cultural relevancy? Cultural relevancy test. Yeah, I don't know. Forgot how to talk. Relevancy. <clears throat> Let's do it. Did Simpsons do it? There's when Harry became Sally. That's like a little movie poster reference, but there doesn't seem to be much more than that. There's probably the odd joke here and there. Like there's probably I'll, I'll have what she's having or something mentioned at some point, I'm sure. Porn parody. Mm, Let's mm, have a look. Mm. I'm on my work computer, so I'll leave, I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> The short, oh Jesus, oh, oh my, uh, there is, <laughs> um, what, 
it's when close. Harry blew when, Sally. When Larry like ate Sally. Why is it uh, Larry yeah, and not Harry? Larry. Interesting. I don't know. Well, there you go. This is. Didn't didn't think they cared about Bechdel these things. Bechdel test. I mean, they're kind of there's female characters with names, which is a good start compared to most movies we do. But they kind of only talk about the men. Hmm. Unfortunately, so unfortunately, it doesn't quite. Maybe oh, maybe they do. Maybe they talk about other things. Uh, I can't give a definitive yes or no, but let's say it's better than most. I think special effects, you know, the four-way phone thing kind of counts. That's 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 some practical magic right there. Oh, yeah, we'll give them that. And or how did they make Bill, Billy Crystal look like a college student? <laughs> I'll give that a fail right there. Actually, I take it all back. <laughs> special effects, no, yeah. it does not pass. No. They gave him, it they should have given pass. him an earring. That's, yeah. <laughs> That's how you euthify someone. A goatee. Little clip on, little clip on maybe with a dangly cross. They could have given him a bum fluff mo. That would have done good. That would age it down. Um, who's your MVP? Oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. Um, yeah. Oh, geez. Uh, oh, gosh. I might give it to Meg. Yeah, Meg. Yeah, maybe Meg. I'll go Meg because I can't think of. Who else? Yeah. I don't think there's no one else really. I mean, Billy Crystal's mm. good. He's Billy Crystal. But uh, yeah. I wouldn't put this up there as like, I don't know. I guess as a not being a Meg a Megman going into this, by the end of it, I was like, oh, yeah, she's good. You're a Megman. Okay, so well, that, that, gives that qualifies. Yeah, that you got qualifies. any recasties? No, just Jared, Rebecca, Toadie. Oh, of oh, course, you know yeah. What? I think I did have someone. Who the fuck was it? Damn it! No, sorry. Continue. That's all right. Um, well, I I thought you know I mean this is sort of clutching at straws, but you could see like Chris Pratt and Emma Stone or something sort of doing yeah. this. Um, but did you know there was a stage production um, in the early, in two thousand and four? Ah, played by Luke Perry and Alison Hannigan. Sorry, we paused to do eyebrows. Luke. Oh, yeah, R.I.P. Fuck. He did. Damn. Very sad. Alison Hannigan. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that is Was that. Was it a musical? No. Should have been. Oh, nice. There you go. There you go. What are we doing next week? Are we doing Ghostbusters 2? Oh, no. Are we going to do kids? Yeah, I think we're going to do kids, weren't we? Or did we skip? I can't remember what our list is now. We'll revisit I'd rather do Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, let's do it. Ghostbusters 2 next week. I don't yeah. feel like watching kids. There's enough going on in my life without watching kids. I watched the new Ghostbusters on the flight, on a flight recently. Oh, yeah? Um, new York is I certainly not a main Fingo. character in that one. No, no. The cornfields of Idaho, I believe. It's bullshit. Iowa. Bullshit. It's okay. it's okay. It's Stranger Things. Well, we can touch on it next week. Yeah, yeah. All right, until then, um, be, what do you say? Take care of yourselves and each other. Yeah, Greg made that up. No one's ever said that before. Um, we'll see you next week. Leave a review if you can. That'll be lovely. Yeah, Follow good us to have Instagram. you back. Good to be back in your ear holes. It's great to be back in your ear holes. You like that? Yeah. Bye.